Srila Prabhupada explains that one actually is suffering as a devotee. A devotee naturally thinks this is due to my past karma. Because he's humble. He doesn't blame anyone else. He thinks this is what I have done to myself. Krishna is so kind he's minimizing it. And the fact is when we do make a step, a sincere step to take shelter of the Lord and his devotee, then Krishna does take charge of our lives. But still, he may let the apparent effects of our previous karmas still come upon us. Because that's what we deserve. Now the question is, now that it's coming, Krishna's letting it come according to his will, but in that situation, what are we doing? Are we taking shelter of him? Are we maintaining our faith in him? If we are, then we're really devotees, then we're actually surrendering. Actually, by Krishna letting past karma still come upon us, he's giving us a chance to really surrender. Surrender means not to find fault in others, to take responsibility ourselves for what's happening, and in that situation, helplessly cry out for his mercy. Here, Dhruva Maharaj is showing us so nicely. Even in a purified state, he's taking responsibility for the mistakes he has made in the past. And he's feeling very humble in that situation. So this is how real spiritual advancement is made. Mahatmanasthamam parata daivim prakritimashita. A devotee is under the protection of the divine energy, the spiritual energy of the Lord. And the three modes of material nature, Krishna says, is very difficult to overcome. Divine energy, yoga maya. So what is the difference between yoga maya and mahamaya? The materialists are under the powers of Mahamaya and the devotees who are sincerely surrendering are under the powers of Yogamaya. But in this world, sometimes they appear the same. It's the same energy. But Krishna is applying them for different purposes. So therefore, a devotee sees that whatever karma is coming, it is actually the mercy of Krishna. Although it's also, it's the mercy of Krishna that I can surrender to him in this situation. But what's happening is a result of my own past activities. And in Krishna allowing my past activities to come upon me, it's his mercy because he's giving me the perfect opportunity for me to surrender to him under these circumstances. In this way, everything is very much perfectly under the control of Krishna for a Vaishnava. For a non-devotee, it's just the automatic, mechanical process of action and reaction. But for a devotee, that same principle may be apparent, but actually Krishna is ultimately controlling it, monitoring it. And by doing so, give us a chance to actually become purified. We have been striving for useless things since time immemorial. And by the grace of Gurudev and by the grace of Goranga, we have been given the path by which we can become 
truly blissful in a purified state. And as we're making spiritual advancement, it will help us more to think in terms of our mistakes than think in terms of our glorious achievements. Because the mistakes you made, you're responsible for. And the glorious achievements you have attained, Krishna's responsible for and Guru's responsible for. This is the way a devotee thinks. If he does something wonderful and somebody says, so nice you have done, a devotee says, I didn't do it. I can't do this. What was I doing before Guru and Vaishnavas took control of my life? This is all the mercy of Guru and Krishna. I have not done anything. So the devotee doesn't take credit. Why should he take credit for something that belongs to someone else? The fact is Guru did save us. We're acting under his instruction and we're being empowered by Krishna and we're doing something wonderful. Why should we take credit? It doesn't belong to us. If we take credit for something that someone else has done, that's like being a thief. You're stealing. You have to pay the consequences of a thief. Someone says, oh, such a nice lecture you gave. Actually, whatever nice things I can say, it's only because I'm repeating the words of my spiritual master. It's only because Krishna is giving me the ability and the intelligence to say these things. Therefore, what am I? I'm just like an instrument. Give credit to Guru, whose words they are. Give credit to Krishna, who is the origin of all wonderful things. That's truth. That's honesty. But whatever mistakes we made, it's our fault. Can't put the credit on anyone else. Krishna's given us everything and we misbehave, we misuse our independence, we strive for things that he doesn't want us to strive for, and it's our fault. We can't blame anyone. Such a wonderful philosophy. You're to blame for everything you've done wrong and you don't get credit for anything you do right. Now materialistic people would probably go insane and go to psychiatrists if they started thinking like this inferiority complex. People will tell us how nice we are and how good we are. Give us antidepressants. But actually, this is the truth. The difference between materialists becoming depressed under this circumstance and a devotee is a materialist because he's the center of everything. If he doesn't take credit for the good things and only takes the blame for the bad things, and all he has in his life is his false ego to try to satisfy, then it's a completely hopeless, dark, and gloomy condition. But a devotee has Krishna to take shelter of. We find billions and trillions of times more pleasure giving the credit to our good actions to Krishna than taking it ourselves. And we find a deep, deep, yearning in our heart to take shelter of Krishna with all humility when we take personal responsibility for the mistakes, the flaws, and the shortcomings of our life. You were listening to Radhanath Swami on thesacredconnect.com.